we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. Every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Radio show is more important than any other mainstream media outlet. That tells us. Man, the Breakfast Club. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Come on, baby. Don't play with it. Break the green card. You think I'm coming here when this shit ain't hot? DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. Being here next to all of you guys, it's really big. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. But what better place than, than here? I think everybody should go on the Breakfast Club and start That's with that true, if yes. you want to shake it up. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Good morning. Man, how y'all feeling out there? Another day to serve. Another week to serve. Mm-hmm. How you feeling? I feel blessed, black, and highly favored. What's happening, everybody? Yeah, I feel great. I was up late last night watching the Giants. The Giants took on the Bills last night. Game started at 8.30, so it was like 11, 11 o'clock. It ended 11.30. It ended. How bad did the Giants lose? I went to sleep. They they didn't lose that bad. They only lost by five. But they did lose. Though. They did lose, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. good. Pa- couple I'm- pass interferences would have changed it, and also what happened at halftime would have changed it, but... It is what it is. I'm happy for the New York Jets. Drop on the clues bombs for the New York Jets. I am glad they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. My Dallas Cowboys, thank you. 
Okay, yes. we play the Chargers tonight. Yeah, they beat the right. uh, Eagles last night, twenty to fourteen. Thank you. It was a great game too. Thank you, New York Jets. Now I just need the Cowboys to win tonight. That's all. Really good game. Mm-hmm. What you did this weekend? Anything? No, I did what I love doing. Not a damn thing. That's good. Okay, <laughs> sat on the couch all weekend, uh, watching television. Uh, and that's about it. Okay. Yeah, watch some TV, watch sports. That's it. All right. I missed the Colorado game. No, ain't nobody. Ain't that was Friday. Yeah, none of y'all told me the Colorado game was coming on Friday night at 10 o'clock. Yeah, usually Colorado plays on Saturday, so I was looking forward on Saturday, too, but I mean, it never came on Friday. Most college football is Saturday. Saturday I, yeah, I, I that's why I was surprised. I was looking for no Friday night game at 10 o'clock, and I wasn't doing nothing on Friday night but laying on the couch. Mm. That's you, it. You missed that one. They yeah, were up, too. I, I, they were up a lot by halftime, too. 29, 29 zip. Wound up losing that game. Yeah. So I think they lost 46-43, right? Yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about when we come back. And Ric Flair will be joining us. The nature boy. Woo! WWE, of course, Hall of Famer Ric Flair. He was uh, in New York City for Comic-Con over the weekend, so we're going to chop it up with Ric Flair in a little bit. And then when we come back, we got front page news. Tesla Figaro will be telling us everything that's going on out there. What the hell's wrong with your mouth? Pause. Can we get some up-tempo? No, don't try to act like you just did. No, that was the reason why I did. I no, thought you was having a stroke. No, that was the reason why. You, oh. you, you go into the up tempo to. I ain't got no problem with Scissor, especially after seeing Scissor at the Barclays in Brooklyn uh, a few weeks ago. F- f- fantastic show. Can we show. get a little sexy, man? But I do hear what uh, Put your hands NBA on your knees. saying. I don't want to, uh, you know. Can we? Start the week off with the windshield wipers going and it ain't raining. Can we just get a little up tempo? It's Monday, damn it. No? What you got in there? Nothing. Can, I get, all right, give me anything. Lord have mercy. Oh, you can't say give you anything, but then not want to hear the scissors. I just don't want to hear no, no slow stuff. Just play the first scissor, song. Red. We'll figure it out. God dang it. Huh? Play scissor. Play scissor. Just play scissor. At this point. Tess and Figaro has front pissed off somebody. You pissed off somebody. Somebody was riding in their car and was like, oh, scissor coming on. Then you just turned it off. Well, here it goes. Front page news is next is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I just found out that Drake, scissor, and sexy red not even in the system. No? You telling me that rich baby daddy not even in the system? What happened to radio? My God. Come on. Brett said he going to find it. Drake Scissor and Sexy Red is not in the system. Now, you can just listen to that Drake album and tell that's the record. You was DJing all weekend, right? That's right. I mean, where yep. you was at this weekend? I was in North Carolina. I did the uh, North Carolina Homecoming, and I did the alumni party, which is probably, what, 25, 54? Biggest record in the club. So, Rich Baby Daddy, the biggest record in the club. Biggest record in the club. Then I'm... after I went to Stats, biggest record in the club. Which oh, was salute to Stats. Yeah, she... Oh, salute to my guy, Chewy. Yes, I was on Stats, so... Yeah, but biggest record in the club. I didn't know you did stats. Yeah, they, they celebrated their six-year anniversary. Six-year uh, anniversary last over the weekend, yeah. Dropping a bombs for my guy, Chewy, man. Shout out to uh, Mixmaster David Bear. That's family over there, so went over the stats, got some of that lobster mac and cheese. But I'm, I've, I've been Ooh. hearing, all, that's all I've been hearing. That's the Rich Baby Daddy, the biggest record in the club. But, I mean, just I don't know why radio doesn't have it in the system yet. It should be in rotation. It's Drake, Sizzle, and Sexy Ray. Those are three of the biggest artists on radio right now. You know say. All right, well, let's get in some front-page news. Let's start off with football. Ravens beat the Titans 24-16. Commanders beat the Falcons. Vikings beat the Bears. Bengals beat the Seahawks. Browns beat the 49ers. Texans beat the Saints. Jaguars beat the Colts. Dolphins beat the Panthers. The Raiders beat the Patriots. Lions beat the Buccaneers. Rams beat the Cardinals. The Jets beat the Eagles last night, 2014. Thank you, Jets. The Bills beat the Giants. Barely. Y'all cheated. It was two pass interferences at the end of the game, and that halftime thing, oh, man, what a debacle. And tonight in Monday Night Football, the Cowboys play the Chargers. Let's go, Big D. Also got a salute to the uh, New York Liberty. They beat the Vegas Aces 87-63. The Vegas Aces uh, lead that series 2-1. to one. Come on, Las Vegas Aces. We need y'all to bring that home. Let's go, Liberty. Sorry, New York. You know, I, I, I root for Asia Wilson. Dropping the clues bombs for Asia Wilson. 803 all day. You hear me? All right. Now, Tez, what we starting with, Tez? 
Uh, we're going to start with the uh, governor's race in Louisiana. A lot of folks are upset about that. It got turned over to Republicans for the first time since 2016. Let's listen to the report. I'll give you some more information on the other side. Republicans are celebrating as Attorney General Jeff Landry wins the Louisiana governor's race. Landry's win marks a major win for the GOP as they reclaim the governor's mansion for the first time in eight years. Landry brought in more than half of the votes, avoiding an expected runoff. Landry will replace current governor John Bell Edwards, who was unable to seek reelection. Yeah, so folks are really uh, exci- uh, upset about this, or at least black folks and, and certainly uh, all the pundits on Twitter and social media. You know, they're pretty much blaming uh, black voters, saying that they did not uh, show up for this. They were expecting this to be at least a runoff mm-hmm. uh, between Democrat Sean Wilson, who is black. He was going to be the first black statewide elected official, uh, but that did not happen. It was a you know outright win. Now, uh, this gives the GOP and particularly the right wing conservative movement, because this candidate is a right wing candidate, a sense of moment minimum as they head into November. Uh, they are saying that this will also help, you know, boost uh, the other elections they want to win statewide in Kentucky and Mississippi. Now, the voter turnout was low. Again, like I mentioned, uh, they're saying, you know, enough black people didn't come to the polls. Uh, 17% of the voters that went to the polls were black. 72% of the voters that went to the poll were white. Uh, and so there's a lot of debate about that, as which has always been an ongoing debate. Did the Democrat Party spend enough to get out the vote, particularly with a black candidate? Or do you you know, do you just blame the voters? I will tell you that the campaign uh, that Landry had was focused on tough on crime and Wilson was focused on bridging uh, divides. So didn't land well. What do you guys think? And how much did they, he lose by? How much did the black candidate lose by? Well, didn't necessarily lose by, but uh, the candidate that won, won over 50 percent you know, of the vote outright against everybody. So that's why it's not a, a runoff. But the voter turnout was 17, only 17 percent of black voters. So people are saying if black people had, you know, got out and um, certainly could have won the state, you know, uh, easily and could have been a Democrat seat like it's always been. So the question is, why are black people not motivated to go to the polls? I don't have enough. Informa- I motivated. Yeah, I don't have enough information on Louisiana business to know why uh, black people in Louisiana are motivated to go to the poll. But doesn't that scare you when you got the, the the presidential election coming up and people not necessarily feel warm and cuddly? They're not feeling necessarily happy. Kind of makes me feel like that possibly could be the same thing that people won't come out and vote because they don't feel like either candidate is going to help them. I mean, I, I I don't know if I can base that off what happened in Louisiana. Mm. I don't know if Louisiana is you know going to be a reflection of what happens throughout mm. the country. I just feel like people feel like none of these candidates have their best behind them. So you know, that 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 I that I believe, you know, I think the people that suffer the most in any of these situations is the people. So you got to ask yourself, how come, you know, why people aren't motivated? I don't know. Mm. I don't know about Louisiana in particular. Mm-hmm. Well, they they are certainly taking it as a uh, as an opportunity to say that they do believe, you know, that they have a, a shot. Uh, white ring, right wing candidates have a shot of winning, you know, as as they move forward. So we'll we'll see if if Louisiana will be the, I guess the you know will trickle down and see what other races see what it looks like across uh, the country. All right. Well, that is front page news. We'll see you in a couple of minutes, Tez. Absolutely. Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Let us know how your weekend was. Maybe your favorite football team won a loss or you had a great weekend or a horrible weekend. Whatever it may be, you can vent. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. 
Hello, who's this? Hello, oh, this is Nicole. Hey, Nicole, get it off your chest. Hey, um, good morning, first of all. Love you guys. Good morning. Um, good morning. So, I'm calling because Charlemagne, of course, always Charlemagne. Yes. You are a Eagles hater. So? <laughs> hey, what's your point? You are... The, 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 that was a terrible game. The Eagles should not have lost. What well, well, they did. We're still, num- we're still number one. You we're guys still number are, one. We're still, we're still beating the Cowboys. Well, as long as we win tonight and y'all lose again, y'all got y'all got a little <laughs> schedule coming up too. Now, don't get me wrong, the Eagles are really good, but y'all got a little okay. tough schedule coming up. Okay, okay, we're gonna we're gonna definitely come back from this loss though. Y'all got the Dolphins Absolutely. this weekend. I hope y'all lose that one. Damn. <laughs> Then y'all got the Commanders. Y'all should win that. And then on November fifth, baby, you play the Cowboys. Oh, you know I'm, you know we gonna win that one. I'll be honest. If I gotta pick a team, I'll pick the Eagles over the Cowboys all day. Though, thank so. you, thank you, thank then, you. Then, then y'all got thank the Chiefs you. after that, the Bills and the 49ers. Y'all got a tough six weeks ahead of y'all. Yeah, yes we do. We gonna come out on top. We gonna come out on top. I need y'all to lose about four of them games. I need y'all to lose to the Dolphins. I need y'all to lose to the Cowboys. I need y'all to lose to the Chiefs. The 49ers uh-huh. and the Bills. Y'all will beat the Chiefs, uh-huh. though. Y'all will beat the Chiefs. 49ers going to wash y'all. Cowboys going to wash y'all. Dolphins going to wash Nicole, y'all. Nicole, you know what? I really don't care because the Giants ain't doing nothing this year. So good luck to both of you. <laughs> I'm just going to sit <laughs> back you. and enjoy. Thank they you, mama. Oh, damn. Why are you always hanging up on people so fast? Hello, who's this? What's good, family? This is Prince Cree from the 757 again. I want to get this off my chest, man. Envy, this got something to do with you, so I don't want you to re- re- to respond, right? Oh boy, go ahead, Prince. I'm sick and I'm sick and tired of people, man. Quick to judge you based on this articles and all this, and, and you know what I mean. I got a brother out in, in, in Atlanta named Jason, right? He's a big fan of you, man. He shares the stuff these people are saying, man, on the internet. So I've chimed in, man. I know Charlemagne saying why you chiming in. It's about your mental health. It's about depression. Depression. And I'm tired of people, man, that's super judging you, bro, without looking at your character. You know what I mean? You got a lot to lose in the game, bro. So I'm like sending this out to all my friends that's making them dumbass comments about you without even getting the facts. It's, it's tiring, man. I be telling them, dude, take that off, man. You don't know this guy. You got to look at his character. His character doesn't just describe what y'all saying he's doing. So, man, my love is to you. My prayers to you. For your depression, anything. I don't want none of that to even come to you, bro. Because I promote mental health and awareness 365 days. I love you, Charlemagne. I'll be at the expo next year, my king. Yes, and sir. so, you know what I mean? Like, again, they already got me volunteering. So, Envy, I love you. But I'm shouting out my people, man. Stop posting stuff, sharing stuff without facts. That's it. You know what I mean? That's all I got to say this my morning, My brother. Man. Love, Prince. Love you, family. God bless. Keep up the work, man. Keep your head, Envy. Love, brother. Get it you off your, your chest. Head. Keep your head what? 800-585-1051. you got to say keep your head up, man. I know that, I know this show gives off a certain energy, <laughs> but y'all can't just leave it at keep your head, man. Keep your head up. Like, keep your head as if you don't want it today. Yo, shut up, <laughs> like, Keep man. your head, Envy. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? 800-585-1051. <laughs> I don't need it today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's wrong with you, man? You kinky Monday. <laughs> The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? It's Twan. 
Twan, what up? Get it off your chest, Twan. Yo, so man, I just wanted to say that, first of all, I'm glad that I finally got sued. I've been a fan of y'all for the longest time. But also, man, it's finally past that hot time of the year. I felt like my car tires was going to melt off early in the year, and it's finally cool out here, and I'm headed to work. But now I'm headed to work, and these truck drivers trying to run me off the road. They're trying to run you off the road. I'm going to be honest with you. Truck drivers be driving like they just pushing around Hondas nowadays. I don't know who told truck drivers that they got electric cars, but they don't. They still got big Mack trucks, and they need to drive as such. That's what I'm saying, man. Let me get a lane. Let me get a lane. Yeah, nah, they ridiculous. I'm not going to front. Truck drivers are very, very ridiculous nowadays. Even the way they cut over in the lanes, now they act like they have cars. It's weird. But move out the exactly. goddamn way. Give me a blink or something. Give me a blink or something. And salute to all the truck drivers out there, man. Y'all be safe out there as well, man. But, yeah, some of them do be disrespectful. I ain't gonna front. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Have a good one, brother. Hello. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Tasha from Brooklyn. Hey, Tasha from Brooklyn. Get it off your chest. So, I just want to say how upset I am about the maternity leave here in New York. Mm-hmm. I just had a baby in July, and I'm expected to go back to work after 12 weeks, and it sucks. You know, it's not enough bonding time that we get with our children. Mm, how long is it? It's only 12 weeks. It's literally three months. So my daughter just turned three months, and I'm expected to uh, to return to work already after three months. So they only give you t- they only pay you for 12 weeks. You can stay out longer, but it'll be without pay. So I'm not returning to work until next year. So all of this time will be uh, without pay. How long would you want really it? Other countries. Well, I'm going to take... So you have job security for up to a year mm-hmm. since I work for the city. My position is safe for up to a year. But after the 12 weeks, I won't get paid. So I decided I'll just take six months. It gives me a little bit more time to bond with her and her to get to just know her environment before I put her, like, with a babysitter. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the funny thing about it is I have two older children and I had my 17-year-old daughter when I was really young and I went back to week I went back to work a week later, you know, just not even recognizing or realizing how important it is to bond with your kid in these in these, you know, first couple of months. But um I think we could do better. It's so much it's so much policies that could be put into place especially for black women. Um and the maternal rate is so high, the death maternal rate is so high. Yes, I just wanted to throw that out there. See, I see both sides cuz I, I understand you want to bond with the kids and that's that's very especially the first year is very well needed. But also I'm uh, you know from a, a workplace, I mean they got to pay somebody. They can't continue to pay you for a full year and not have somebody fill that position, you know? So I see both sides, you know? Or maybe if you're able to allow to work at home where that way you can still spend time with your baby at home and you can do a little work at home, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's some positions where you can stay at home. My position, you can't do that. Mm. I need to be in the office. Got you. But it's, called, it's not even actually called maternity leave. It's called FMLA, like Family Medical Administrative Leave. Mm. So if that's the case, I think like something could be figured out, right. you know? All right. Well, enjoy that baby. Love that baby. They get big so damn fast. Thank you so much. Have a Thank good one. You guys. What's the baby's name? Her name is Shiloh. Okay. Shout out to my baby Shiloh. Shout out to Nyla. Shout out to Anthony. Those are my kids. Shout out to my husband O'Neal. Shout out to you guys. Y'all so f- dope. Charlamagne, you my mans and them. Envy, you my mans and them. I love y'all. Thank you, back. Queen. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to discuss Jada Pinkett Smith. Have, has anybody read the book? The book's not out yet, right? Yes, the book did come oh, the out. The book out. came out October 4th. I, I I meant to go get it this weekend from Barnes & Nobles. I'm actually going to go pick it up today because I need to read the book, man. Do I you got, really? Yes, I want to read one Seems like she talked about everything that's in that book. 
Yeah, but I still want to read it. I don't I don't want to, you know, base this off just what I'm seeing as far as headlines and things like that. All right. Well, we'll talk more some things that she said about Pac and her relationship with Will and everything. All right. When we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. And our best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jada Pinkett Smith. Lord, have rumor me. has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. So the book comes out tomorrow. Book Work. comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, but we ain't she- get no advanced copies, Eddie. Not yet. Mm-mm. Okay, I'll, I'll buy it. All right. Well, she was on tour again and she's talking about the book, uh, some things that she claimed that went viral over the weekend. She said uh, Tupac also suffered from alopecia. Well, that's that shouldn't uh, surprise anybody, because if you watch uh, the Dear Mama documentary, a fantastic documentary on FX, they talk about that in uh, episode one of the documentary. He actually got beat up by the police in Oakland and he developed some form of uh, alopecia after that. Yeah, she said, I don't think Pac ever talked about his alopecia, but he also looked really good with a bald head. But that was during a time and during an era that you wouldn't. He just wouldn't talk about it. So she talks about that. She also talked about uh, she addresses rumors of Will Smith being gay. She says, Jesus uh, Christ. She responded, I mean, a million things were out there. No, you know, that's part of it. I would say that none of that's true. I definitely can understand why there'd be misunderstandings, but none of it's true. I have to read the book. I, I'm, I'm going to pre-order the book on Amazon because it comes out tomorrow. But it, it's got to be context to these stories. Like, this book got to be about something else. This book can't just be about Tupac and Will Smith, can it? Mm-hmm. It can't. It, it has to be about more than just Tupac and Will Smith, right? Well, she also talks about uh, being introduced to plant-based medicine due to her son. I started looking for places, cliffs where I could have an accident. Because I didn't want my kids to think that their mother had committed suicide. So, as I talked about it in the book, I was introduced to plant medicine that actually helped me get through those thoughts so that I would never have to have them again. When Jaden came to me that day and he's like, Mom, 
you got Moises and Mateo, their dad. He had this experience. I need you to come in here and, and, and listen. I'm like, I'm there. And so the plant medicine ayahuasca mm. helped me see the unhealthy, self-harming thoughts about myself. And it opened up a whole new world for me, a whole new world of healing that I'm so grateful for. So Jaden talks about how I, I introduced him to psychedelics. He introduced me to psychedelics. <laughs> I cannot wait to do ayahuasca. You hear me? Mm. It's been calling me for the last couple of years. All right. Are you tell me how that works I out. I got me a nice shaman. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely doing ayahuasca. What are you doing, here or overseas? No, no, I'm going to do it here. Mm. He, told, he, told, he said there's no reason to go overseas. He was like, you know, you, you, you go overseas. Like, why? Yeah, he, he, he we actually had a conversation about this. I think it was in the Amazon. I think it was the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, how would you go all the way to the Amazon to do ayahuasca? He was like, the Amazon is not a pleasant place. This is what the shaman was telling me. Mm -hmm. He was like, you, you, it, he don't think it would... Benefit. Enhance or benefit your experience Right yes. and, and for people that don't know What ayahuasca is what, what what does it do to the body For people that don't know I've never done it Well you read about it You thinking about doing it So yeah, you I've know never, You know homework on it right Yeah, yeah but You I've did never, your homework I've never done it You know so I can't I don't want to uh, Tell people what I've read I would rather experience it They say it's an experience anyway though They say everybody's experience Is different So Okay I don't know what it'll do to my body but I just know I need to read this Jada Pinkett Smith book worthy, okay? And I just need to know if there's more about, I need to know if there has to be more in it than just Tupac and Will Smith stories. Because I'm telling you, they, 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 Jada must be making emancipation too, the way that she's been whipping on Will. Because this is insane. Well, also, so, so many celebrities are coming out now. 50 Cent posted on his page. All right, enough is enough. Free Will, hashtag Free Will Smith. <laughs> what the F is going on? I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm trying to tell you. Now, Amanda Seals, uh, she had this to say about Jada Pinkett Smith. You know, at a certain point, you have to say, enough is enough. Ma'am, stop talking. Leave us out of it. Everything I know about this people's relationship, I have learned against my will. I'm so tired of knowing these people's business. I was tired, boss. I was tired. Leave me out of it. Please, enough is enough. But I mean, let's be clear. She is selling a book. And mm -hmm. I would think somebody like 50 would understand this. You're stirring up water to catch fish. Well, you know what I mean? Like everybody is talking about this book since, uh, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, you know, has been, you know, doing going on our press run. That's right. Well, Stephen A. Smith also says enough is enough. You want to mess with some dude? That's your son's friend. As trifling as that may seem Whoa. in people's eyes. That's your damn business. You want to break up with your husband and all of this stuff? That's your business. But this public emasculation needs to stop. Jada, all you're doing is elevating the level of vitriol coming your way. Because it don't matter what you say. There's nothing, there's nothing you can say to a man to justify what you have done to Will Smith. Every time I see Jada's Pinkett Smith talk about Will Smith, I cringe. Tell me anywhere, biblically, scripture-wise, in any scripture, where it encourages you to publicize your personal business for profit when it negatively affects your spouse. That was on first take? I don't know what take that was on. <laughs> How'd they get into that debate on first take? I don't know what take oh, that no, was Oh, that must have been Steven's podcast. That was his podcast? podcast, was oh, podcast. okay, okay, okay. Damn. 
There's some crazy stuff in that book from what I heard, though. Like, I heard that she said she never liked Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She'd rather watch reruns of Juice. Yo, shut up, man. That's not true? I didn't say I didn't oh. hear that. Well, Will Smith uh, Will Smith responded. People believe he responded. He's uh, laying down. It looks like he's on a boat, and they're cruising somewhere. And he says, fun fact, I can take a nap anywhere. And he put notifications off. Notifications off? Like, unbothered. And Jada Pinkett Smith put smi- happy smiley faces under that post. I heard in the book that Jada said she never liked Will Smith summertime because she prefers the fall. Because she was born uh, September 18th. So she said she never liked Yo, summertime for that reason. Yo, shut up. Any truth to these rumors? I don't. I, I got to get the book. Somebody I, get me the book, man. But I will, I will say this. If people are saying so much about Will, but you don't think they had a discussion about this book before they put it out? Uh, don't you think they're married that they would have to agree on putting this book out? Don't you think he read the book? They're or, not or married. They've been separated for the past seven years. They're still married, but they just separated. You don't think he would know what's in the book? You don't I, think they had that conversation? I, 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 I have no idea. I just you don't think I he need, read it beforehand? I, I, I don't no know. I, I just know I need to read the book. Me too. That's what I need. Yeah, okay, me too. Okay, the book comes out tomorrow. I'm sold. I don't, know so, about, yeah. I don't know about y'all. I'm, I'm sold. Too. I'm sold. I'm I'm, these headlines and everything is cool, but I need to read what's going on in this book, man. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. And don't forget next hour. Woo! Well, this hour. Well, this hour. Ric Flair will be joining us. So we're going to talk to him in a little bit. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What up, Tiz? Good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy, Breakfast Club family. Yo. Now, some quick sports. Ravens beat the Titans. Commanders beat the Falcons. Vikings beat the Bears. The Bengals beat the Seahawks. Browns beat the 49ers. The Texans beat the Saints. The Jaguars beat the Colts. Dolphins beat the Panthers. Raiders beat the Patriots. Lions beat the Buccaneers. The Rams beat the Cardinals. The Jets beat the Eagles last night. And the Bills beat the Giants, but they cheated. It was two pass interference in that halftime debacle. Man, shut up, man. You don't cheat to beat no damn Giants. <laughs> they the Giants did, suck. The Giants had that game. And thank you to the New York Jets for beating the Philadelphia Eagles. The Dallas Cowboys appreciate you. Cowboys, let's go out there and handle business tonight against the San Diego Chargers. No, you guys are not winning that. And congratulations to the Liberty. They beat the Vegas Aces 87-73, but the Aces lead the series 2-1. Let's go, Las Vegas Aces. Asia Wilson, South Carolina, 803 all day. I want them to win. That'll be, they'll be back-to-back WNBA champions the first back-to-back WNBA champions in history. Let's go, Liberty! Now let's jump right into it. Let's talk California Governor Newsom. Yes, let's talk about uh, the health care workers' minimum wage now goes up to 25 an hour. Maybe other states will follow suit. Uh, California raised the minimum wage for health care workers at 25 an hour over the next decade. It's not going to be immediately, but over you know the next decade, it will increase uh, by the, dem- the Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom made this decision. He signed the new law, which is the second minimum wage raise that he has done uh, this year. Last month, he signed a law raising the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 an hour. Now, both wage increases are a result of lobbying by the labor unions. As we know, uh, there's been a lot of strikes going on. I'm going to give you an update on that here in a second. There's been a lot of debate, though, that says, you know, how are we going to pay for it? Every time there's a, a wage increase, folks want to know, how do you pay for it? And they found that a study said that uh, half of the low-wage workers are currently on public-funded programs, such as, you know, things like food stamps or Medicaid. And they said that by getting this wage increase, uh, it will basically 
even it out, you know, just kind of using layman's terms. It, they predicted it will offset the cost. So they said, don't worry about it. You know, pay the folks what they need to be paid. And that's that. So that might trickle down, you know, in a state near you if they follow that follow suit of that. Now, second, I have uh, which go ties directly into this story is Kaiser. We know they uh, the Kaiser employees, the healthcare employees went on strike and they have reached a tentative deal. And one of those things was increasing uh, the wage. So unions representing 85,000 healthcare workers. Workers reached a deal on last week uh, and it was over staff levels, uh, the wages, as I just mentioned. Uh, the deal includes, again, the $25 per hour, which the governor signed into law for all healthcare workers, not just Kaiser. Uh, and the Kaiser facilities are low in the Kaiser facilities. We're now 23 an hour. Uh, so that three day strike uh, involved, again, 75,000 workers in multiple states. It ended on last week. And so looked like they got what they were looking for, which was better pay and uh, something to help with staff sorted. So looks well, like strikes actually do work. Well, I'm happy for the healthcare workers. Uh, I'm happy that their strike was successful. But here's the thing about the minimum wage, right? I'm glad that that is going to happen for the healthcare workers. But well, folks need that money now. If the way things are going in 10 years, Will $25 an hour be enough? $25 an hour might be a livable wage now, but will, will it be a livable wage in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but, I, but it, it went good for them. But, you know, I was looking at the GM strike over the weekend, and, you know, they're striking, and they had to, they laid off 500 people. So 500 people that were striking, they are actually not going to get their job and won't be able to come back. So sometimes when you strike like that, like those people won't be able to, to live at all. You know what I mean? They got to find new job, new ways of making income, new ways of paying their, in their rent and, and food. So... I'm glad I'm glad they were able to get something out of this deal, right? Yeah, for sure. But and then but the the folks that got laid off in the uh, United Auto Healthcare Workers which you talked about on last week, some of those folks weren't even striking at all. Mm. You know, they just got laid off as a trickle down effect. So wow. even it's like when you strike, you don't strike, you still get the, you know, the the result of it. And you know, kind of to Charlemagne's point last week, somebody got to stand up and do something, yeah. you know, because what's what's currently happening right now is not working. The question comes again, why is it that we've had more strikes this year than we've had in the last you know several several years hundreds of thousands across the board are striking so is this uh you know this is a real problem and i, I don't understand you know well i do understand let me stop acting like i don't understand why are we not talking about this more you know well, what, because, what are they gonna do mm -hmm. i think people are fed up and it only takes one right like it only takes one you know one group of people to stand up for other people to be inspired for other people to get the courage to say you know what we're gonna do the same thing that's what mm -hmm. i that's what i think it is and so how is this going to affect in November? You know, again, going back to what what does this mean? You know, mm -hmm. why why is it that, uh, you know, what's going to happen with these governor races that people are not talking about, you know, in November? How How is this all going to affect, you know, the, the everyday person? This is really going to be a problem as we look into 2024. It just is. So. All right. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Tez. Uh-huh. And make sure you subscribe to Tesla and Figaro's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network and follow at Tesla and Figaro on all social media platforms. All right. When we come back, woo! WWE Ric Flair will be joining us. We're going to kick it with him. He was in the city uh, this weekend for Comic-Con. And we're going to talk to Ric Flair when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Come on now, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, stealing wheeling and dealing, son of a gun, gun. the nature boy, Rick Flair. Flair. Come on now. Gentlemen.
Morning. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Woo! You get tired of hearing that people just run up on you in the airport and just start screaming that all the time? And I love it. <laughs> I love it. How are you doing today, first and foremost? great, thank you. How are yeah, you? Great too. You're doing good. Doing Thanks pretty well. Me, well, you're in town for uh, uh, this Comic-Con, right? Yes. The first ever Celebrity Mint. Yep. Tell us about that. You got these great cards here? Yeah. yeah. So those are actually gold, and there's silver there, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. And these are all silver. This has one has a gold inlay in it. Yep. And... Uh, they're made by Celebrity Mint out of Houston and uh, distributed via eBay through them. Uh, basically, all over there will be mm -hmm. at, after ten thirty tomorrow. When you first started your wrestling career, did you see things like this? And be trading cards with you? Never, never. Really? That's amazing. Never imagined, especially in silver or gold. Mm -hmm. What made, made you? It. What made you finally retire for good after fifty years? Well, I had that one match last year. You know, I still yeah. feel great. It's funny. I, I, I people misunderstand when I say I wish I could wrestle again like I, I mean I, I feel great I'm probably one of the few guys that still with no hip replacements or knee replacements mm -hmm. or shoulder and I feel great mm -hmm. so I could but I, I to, yeah actually I could but I won't now when you start again. when you first started wrestling I didn't want to quit you didn't want to Vince McMahon said it's time that's okay <laughs> so when you first started wrestling break us down because you, you you know you wanted to be different from everybody else and mm -hmm. you were different from some from everybody mm -hmm. else so what gave you that mind frame? What said, this is what I'm going to be? I'm going to wear these robes. I'm going to be fly. I'm going to be... That was after the airplane crash. 1975, I crashed in an airplane, killed a guy and paralyzed two other guys. And While I was re rehabbing, hopefully hopeful of other wrestling again, I met a guy named George Scott and said, why don't we make, make you a little bit like Buddy Rogers? And Buddy had, was very popular in the 50s and 60s, nature with Buddy Rogers. So I just took that, and in the words of Harley Race, remember Harley? Mm-hmm. Flair took Roger's gimmick to a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> he lied to you. He had no idea no, no, who no, Harley Race is. No, 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 He had no idea who that is. You survived <laughs> a plane a crash in 1975. You survived yeah. death a couple of times, but mm -hmm. when you survive a plane crash, how does your life change? Like, what is your mentality from that point on? Well, when you're younger, you don't think about it. Maybe really? I just thought, well, I made it, you know, and I. I I was, I was, you know, uh, a little bit intimidated to fly again for the first time, mm -hmm. but I got on, a, uh, on one of those private jets today to get here to make sure I could be here on time. Okay. Vision jet. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was great. What a way to go. Mm -hmm. I may never fly commercial again. <laughs> so when you, when you crashed in the plane, did it like explode around you? Like no, we, we were out, ran out of gas, so okay. there was no explosion, but it uh, normally a, a small, the twin engine sets in a 310. Mm -hmm. Normally when you hit a an orchard of trees or whatever they would call it. Mm -hmm. You know, little cartwheel plane. We were going so fast because we fell from 6,000 feet that we just tore down the whole damn orchard and mm -hmm. landed in a railroad embankment that, that was train tracks on top of it. Just a half mile from the runway. Wow. How much practice did you guys have to do when it came to I don't wrestling? practice. No? No. There was no practice back then? You just work out and just the match is at eight and you're there? Yeah, because I'm a little different than a lot of guys. A lot of guys like to go out and, and well, I'm not saying it, but later on, because it's part of the deal now where the guys have to rehearse and all that. But I, I just was always, you know, the old school, we, you got to hear the crowd. You can't rehearse something that you don't know how the people are going to react to. And that's one of the problems today when the young kids, they had this match put together, they walk out the door and the fans aren't reacting the way they want it and because they don't have the experience, not the ability, but don't have the experience, 
they, they can't change it around. And that's why sometimes they're not getting the reaction from the crowd they want. So when you you were wrestling, there was no practice. It's, it's two men in that match, and whatever happened, happened. You get yeah, slapped in the face. we knew the outcome, and then... And we just know from there. So when you get slapped in the face, it wasn't practice. It's like, oh, this just slapped me in my face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would tell him to. Wow. Yeah. Or hit me with brass knuckles. We used to hit each other with brass knuckles in the old days. Not the real brass knuckles, right? Yeah. Bust ourselves open. We were called the hard ways. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can break. You can break. There's still a bone right here. It's a little, really just a clip of it. It'll, it'll open up. Oh, so you know you got to hit hard. You just look. Yeah. Okay. And then I was uh, always had that surgical little thing right here. That was the best part of my work. <laughs> <laughs> get, me, get me to my blade and I'm good. You had a, you had a blade in your fingers too? Mm hmm a blade in your so you could have missed and went too far but I have a couple times y'all gotta have some really <laughs> nice relationships with each <laughs> other I'm thinking the same thing accidentally cut somebody with a blade and not be the person not be upset at you for real oh no I was never cutting anybody else I just okay. cut myself you said, oh yeah, okay I get what you said yeah, yeah. I have cut some guys mm -hmm. but they knew it, coming, knew it was coming so you must think this new wrestling is so <clears throat> soft with so what you were dealing with it's not soft because <clears throat> they do nothing is ever soft it's just a different time. Mm -hmm. It's like Lawrence Taylor. Could, could, could Lawrence play right now? Are you kidding? Yeah. He'd be suspended every game. He'd be fine so much right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, or Dick Butkus, who just passed away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lawrence the rules, could play. Are, The rules have just changed. It's still a very difficult, very physically demanding sport. Mm -hmm. and these guys are doing stuff now where they're jumping off tables and ladders, and I only did, I only did that a couple of times. So what was your last match like for you when you fought uh, Jeff Jarrett and, and, and It was great, except for the fact I, I, I didn't anticipate, uh, you know, I, I psyched myself off and I was dehydrated and I went out there and we put together what I thought was a real match. It wasn't ever going to be a, mm -hmm. a masterpiece, but we put together the match and then I got real lightheaded and, and, and about five minutes in the match and I said to one of the guys, I'm not feeling good. Well, it just sent... It went around the ring like he's saying, like his heart's bad or whatever, right? So, but we got it straightened out. Um, but it was just funny. I just dehydrated and uh, Undertaker came back to the dressing room and made me drink three Gatorades. And I went over to Kid Rocks and partied with the kid all night. So <laughs> I was fine. But I thought you said you wish you wish you had picked a, a, a different person to have your last match against. No, no, so that, that's a misinterpretation. Okay. That, and that's what, that these damn podcasts just say it and it comes out wrong. I, I there's a guy that I that's still active today, Ricky Morton from the mm -hmm. Rock and Roll Express. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I had if I were to have a singles match, not a tag, mm -hmm. so it's always what they wanted to have a tag match because they didn't think I could make it through a singles. If I was going to have a singles match now, it would be with Ricky Morton. Mm -hmm. he, he's still active and he's doing great, and he was so good. Mm -hmm. And and and, and I'm a much better bad guy than I am a good guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you always were kind of like the, the, the you're the bad guy, but then you're like the bad guy people root for. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's out of respect over the years. Yeah. yeah. How do you prepare yourself to say, okay, this is my 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 last my my last match? And did it really I, feel I just, that way? I just, Focus on it. I, what, what it did is I had four months to really get myself in shape. I mean, I work out pretty hard anyway, but to really get myself in, and I had made up my mind that I would be as, as good a shape, not cosmetically, obviously, because I'm a cosmetic nightmare. That's not true. <laughs> one of the ladies out there said, he's so cute. Definitely said that. In? One of the ladies out there said that. Oh, she hasn't seen me without my shirt since my surgery. <laughs> <laughs> without my shirt, not so cute since my surgery. Um, but, um, 
No, I just, I was ready. I just framed that fall forward. And, uh, you know, you know, you're, you know, remember Vince Lombardi's favorite saying is fatigue makes cowards of us all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would never worry about getting tired because I was always in better shape. So I actually got myself in as good a shape as I was in 1974. I was doing 500 free squats and wow. really? push-ups. Yeah. You still work out to this day? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. When I'm home, I've been gone quite a bit, but I go up and train with John Cena's trainer, Rob. Yep. Really? All right, we got more with Ric Flair. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Charlemagne, the guy we are, The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with wrestling great... Rick Flair, Charlemagne. I, I always wonder because you know you 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 always talk you talked about your steroid use before, mm-hmm. right? But you never had the physique of the. No, I didn't take. Uh, I, I, I took steroids when I remember it too. Kind of hard at four a.m. to remember to take your pills exactly where. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only way you get yeah. that big physique like that. No, you get it through hard work. Okay, but um, you know, I I wrestled so much. I didn't pay as much attention to my diet when I because in wrestling I did a lot of like hour matches. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I'd like wrestle 300 hour matches a year. So you get mentally here, and then you can eat and drink what you want, and then all of a sudden your metabolism changes. You retire. You got you, you got to be careful. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, are you still surprised that some of your catchphrases still people are saying now to this day? And you know, even like you know, some of the rappers still want you in their videos, make songs yeah. like Offset, who was here this week, his album's out. You know, right Offset now. Offset was so. here. Yeah, Offset was here a couple yeah, days ago. Yeah, he's a yeah, great guy. Th- does that still surprise you when, when when these rappers call you and things like that? Not really. I'm a Doja Cat's new one too. You know, mm-hmm. with, with my catch line, <laughs> nobody could be first, but anyone could be next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love Offset. He's great. Mm-hmm. Metro Boomin, those are great guys. <laughs> Metro Woman's got another one out now with something. Well, yeah, Offset album came out. It's out right now. Yep. Now you had a uh, you had a ruptured intestine too in 2017. Yeah. Then you got put into a coma, respiratory heart failure, pneumonia, all kind of stuff. How did total, that total, total kidney failure, everything? Two total. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. How how did that near death experience impact you? That changed my life. Okay. 
because I couldn't walk or anything. You know, I, I didn't have any memory for six months. Mm. That was when I decided that I needed to make sure that everybody that mattered to me in my life, I told. Wow. Not going religion on you. I mean, obviously, we all have our, our own religion, and I, I believe in God very strongly, but it really made me aware of telling people that I like, because you never know. Mm-hmm. I'm living proof you never know. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting at a bar, like I will be tonight with these guys. And all of a sudden, I got a pain in my stomach. I didn't wake up for 31 days. Wow. I don't even remember going to the hospital. Damn. Do you remember the first person you told you love when you finally That's was scary. able to? Well, it must have been my wife, Wendy. I guess it would be her. Hogan said that I looked at him and said, get me a six-pack of beer. <laughs> <laughs> you consider yourself the uh, greatest wrestler of all time? Yes. <laughs> I'm not on my Mount Rushmore. Um, You're not? No, because I don't. I believe I think it's better to have somebody else put you there. But my Mount Rushmore, in terms of importance to the business, mm-hmm. is, is Stone Cold, Hulk, Hulk, obviously Undertaker, and I think Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is the greatest performer of all time in our business. Why is The Rock on your Mount Rushmore? Uh, he would be, except he didn't stay long enough. Mm. I think part of the Mount Rushmore is longevity. You know, it's hard to be really good, and, and Rock was great. I mean, but he took off, and he's on my, on my Mount Rushmore for interview skills and mm-hmm. everything else, and I remained very close to him. But he, uh, you know, he just had that unbelievable amount of charisma. God, and what a great guy. What do you think the difference between the WCW and WWF was? As far as business. Oh, like, why did they make w- all the money? WWF run, WWE is run like a business. Okay. WCW was just catch as catch can. Wow. Everybody everybody had their own thing going. And the guy that ran it, just he liked creating dissension between, let's say it's Scott Hall and Kevin with the NWO, the head guys, right? Obviously, there are other guys. And it was, say, Sting and Luger and then Hulk and Randy. I mean, he just, he, he just liked to create, the, not create, but I... It was his style of doing business, and it, nothing ever works like that. And then Hulk had, you know, total creative control, which I don't blame him for. He brought he brought a lot to the table, mm-hmm. but it's just hard to, you know, to function. I mean, they did and did did great for eighty three weeks. But the end of eighty three weeks, how do you bankrupt Ted Turner? Damn, because I I love the Four Horsemen. I always yeah. wonder why the Four Horsemen never got but, to the you know, levels when, of DX you know, or NWO. Yeah, yeah, oh, we never the time frame. Okay. Yeah, if we've been we we're. Ten years too early. Gotcha. We come along in the nineties. That same four people. Yeah, that would have been. I was always wondering, like, when you talk WWF or WWE or, or NWA or whatever, how do they decide who is going to be that quote unquote man? Right. You know, they give you the opportunity, and you you, you got about five minutes <laughs> to do something that the guy goes that people look like. Really. I mean, you got that. You got we call it gorilla, right? There's Vince and Hunter and. What were the agents are that got some like Michael Hayes guys that have been there for a while, and, mm-hmm. and you got they go out the door and you got five minutes to show them something that's gonna make them go, hmm, or you know Vince like I've seen him a thousand times. He's either gonna tell you, you're the oh, you going <laughs> home? He's gonna shake your hand, say nice job. You know what I mean? Or I'll talk to you later. <laughs> My case. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Do you remember that conversation with you, that first conversation when they pulled you to the side and say, you're the guy? Yeah, well, that's when I won the NWA championship for the first time. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I'd be 81. But I wasn't the guy I thought I was. But I had wrestled so many guys that were really good in that one area of the Mid-Atlantic, right? Mm-hmm. That when I went on the road and started wrestling guys for an hour that didn't know anything about wrestling, when I thought I knew it all, I was I was I was lost and I, and I didn't draw. So they took it off me and then I 
prepared myself and got myself back and realized that everybody's not going to be the best wrestler every night. And then the second time, I was ready to go. And that's when I really turned it on. Mm-hmm. Where did the figure four leg lock come from? Buddy Rogers. Okay. Does that work in real life if you put somebody in that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, I put a, line, like, a linebacker at Penn State still sitting on the floor of a bar. <laughs> well, I would love to see you put on Charlemagne one time. Oh, Just huh. one time. Tell me about the guy in the bar in Penn State. What happened to him? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, you know, the phony wrestler thing. He said, figure four, the kid told me, he said, I can get out of that. I said, no, you can't. I said, yeah, I can. I said, you got to let me get an iron. He was a big kid, too. He's still laying there. <laughs> if you feel up for it before you leave I want to yeah. see you put it on Charlamagne he'll let oh, you do well, it yes one time yes no. and you got to tap way. out yes I would no. love to see that one time come on you won't, no. you won't have me back on then <laughs> what, what's your favorite iteration of the Four Horsemen uh, Arn Ali Arn Tully myself and, and Barry Wyndham that's the that's the original one right Huh? Is, is that the original one the original one was Oli but Oli his kids were older at that time mm-hmm. and he wanted to work part time and mm-hmm. Well, Oli was great, but the the best four were Barry, Arn, myself, and Tully. Do a lot of younger wrestlers come up to you and ask for guidance and mentorship? And do you do you give it to a lot of the younger wrestlers? I, I try to, but I realize it doesn't mean anything because the first thing they're going to they want to go look and see what the fans are saying. Yeah, mm. social media runs everything. How do you think a young Rip player would handle social media? Well, he'd be in jail. <laughs> we, we'd, be, we'd be conducting this interview from Rikers Island. We, 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 see, we, we see too much, right? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, Rikers. Are you still at Rikers? Yep. <laughs> Do you mind joining the breakfast club? Why don't I talk about your uh, silver coins? <laughs> It's hilarious, It's the truth. Young Ric Flair, I don't think so. All right, well, don't move. We got more of Ric Flair when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Charlemagne, the guy we are, The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with wrestling great Ric Flair. Charlemagne? How is it watching your daughter follow your footsteps? Oh, God, it's amazing. That I'll take very seriously. She's the greatest thing going. Yeah. You seen her? Yeah. Yeah, she's in a different world, different... Different planet, different stratosphere than I was. Did you Did- want her to? No, I had. I said somebody asked her, and she was, you know, doing real well in the business world and graduated college. And and I, I saw her looking. The guy asked her, and he said, "Why aren't you doing this?" And they had a town relations at the time. She, I saw her just. I know her like a book. I saw her walk around the room and think to herself. She walked over to me and said, "Dad, you think, what do you think about?" It? I said, "I don't know. I why?" She said, "I just want. I think I'm just gonna try it." There she is now, the, the greatest of all time. Isn't that like the ultimate form of homage to you, though? Well, it, it's not really, you know, it's because of her little brother, my son that passed away. Mm-hmm. She, Everything, I think, is still in the back of her mind. Or she, She's fulfilling the dream that he lived, mm-hmm. which makes it even more special and more personal. Mm-hmm. That's clearly the most important thing to you. Yeah, nowadays. absolutely. Yeah. What do you think sports entertainment is, is missing right now? I don't think it's missing anything, man. I think it's tracking on all fours i mean every time you turn around tony is opening up another show and i've got they've got three live shows a week now mm-hmm. wwe's making more money than ever I, I i still believe that wrestling is the greatest form of sports entertainment there is oh, people will be like oh it's not real yeah but they're sold out saying it's not real mm-hmm. they can say whatever they want to say people watch it mm-hmm. and it's not just uh the blue collar fans i mean the doctors lawyers everybody loves it 
I, I don't. I think it's a misconception as to how much hard work goes into it, especially if you're on top now. Because let's say they're uh, they're if they're working a full schedule. They still wrestle, you know, 155 times a year. I think that's a full schedule, right? But if you're in the top tier, you know what you're doing on the three days off you have. All you're doing is media. Oh, mm. media for the next round. Media for the next match. I mean, yeah. it, 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 there is no time off really. Mm-hmm. That's why it's nice that Vince and, or Vince or whoever's calling the shots now understands that kids need to take a month break here or there. I was going to ask you, how does your body heal with so many matches? You're talking 155 matches. Of I wrestled 425. Oh, I wrestled over 400 times for eight years. We don't rest. We just drink Damn. and sleep on the plane. Jesus. And then, so <laughs> that's, that's why I got one of the reasons I got into cannabis business. That I've been eating Xanax, trying to sleep on these international flights, you know. Like I've told them, somebody asked me about it. One, one week I was, <clears throat> I wrestled an hour in Sydney, wrestled an hour in Auckland, wrestled an hour in Christchurch, flew to St. Louis, an hour in St. Louis, flew to Atlanta, an hour in Atlanta, and flew to Tokyo all in the same week. Wow. That's a lot of booze and at least three Xanax. So you, you like to smoke the weed or pop no, the I, I do. I, I can, but I can't hang with Mike. I will ask you. I'd but, love but, to see you and Mike Tyson I'm saying edibles or what? Edibles? The edibles can, can get you off the Xanax. Mm. Have you yeah, had Mike Tyson's it, edibles? Huh? Have you had Mike's edibles? Mike Tyson's? Yeah, I've had my oh, own too. So I have my own called Woo Chews. Really? Yeah. You should have brought some of that up too. Hell yeah. yeah. With, with these cards. You should have brought some cards and some Woo Chews. Well, let's 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 talk about the reason that you're in town, Comic Con. Let's talk about these uh, coins and, and these yeah. cards that you have. Talk about again. Yeah, they awesome. Right. We can feel the weight of them. Yep, a solid silver, guys. So what are they doing come over here? Come here, Ryan. Come on, come, come here. Come, come to the mic. One of y'all come to the mic so we yeah, y'all can explain it. Any any one of y'all. So the Nature Boy will be releasing our products. So we'll post all the prices and all the products that are available. And Rick and I will be opening them live for customers. So there's different chase elements inside there. So there'll be redeemables for. Mm-hmm. Personalized memorabilia from Rick. A meet and greet with Rick is also available. So there's a lot of cool stuff that we'll be we'll announcing. Are, okay. are, limit, are these limited edition? Yeah, so I made a thousand of this of the silver uh, coins and the bigger holders there. Those I made a thousand of those, okay. and then of the gold card, there's five hundred. Wow! So five hundred for the gold. gold. Yeah. Okay. It's pure yeah. gold. Isn't that nice. What's the, is there a website? It's so celebritymint.com. Celebritymint.com. But distribution will be handled by eBay. Okay. Yes, sir. Wow, that's, that's so cool. Congratulations, man. You deserve thank, it. Thank you, sir. The Appreciate fact that it. you got your body beat up and you they only paid you $800,000, I love to see you winning that, man. That was man. just one year. <laughs> that was wow. just one year. Yeah, just yeah. one year. I love, that's I love 500 for the most. Before that. Before that. Wow. I did want to ask you, what do you think of, like about celebrities getting into wrestling? Like when you see the Logan Pauls <clears> and the Bad, <throat> bad Boy. Well, I, I like the guys that are actually good athletes, and I've got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about some of the people they bring in. But I mean... When they actually couldn't get in the ring, and like, and, and Bad Bunny was a really good. He did pretty mine. good. He he did really. He killed good. it. He did really good. Mm-hmm. But the, that Paul kid, he, believe it or not, I, I know that Sean trained him, which I wasn't aware of. But that Paul kid is is damn good. Mm-hmm. He's an athlete. But, yeah, 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 and he ain't afraid of anything. Yeah. yeah, you know, big part of wrestling is when they start telling you to jump off that turnbuckle and go through the table. I mean, that that table doesn't always break the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. Right, nothing guaranteed about those tables. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gimmicked or anything. They haven't been taking their screws out. If you got to hit them right dead center in the middle, they won't break the right way. Oh, so those tables weren't staged? They weren't no, like... No, absolutely not. God that's a, that's a big misconception. Do you know how many people y'all got hurt that went home and tried that on one of them oh, tables? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Jeez. Especially with the steel chairs. Yeah, steel chair that they don't no more headshots because of all the concussion issues. You know, I mean, guys like Mick Foley and I mean, the stuff Mick did is still on... If you look at the stuff yeah. going off the top of the cage... 
And then that time, I was just talking to Taker about it the other day when they were on top of the cage. <clears throat> and Taker said, God, Mick, I can feel that the wire's breaking on top, right? And Mick said, I'm ready. And went. He fell through, landed in the back of his neck. Teeth went through his right to his nose. Oh, my gosh. Mick, Mick has beat his brains out, man. More, more, I mean... Some tag matches. I only had a couple oh. of those with them, but and it doesn't hurt while you're out there. But man, when you go back there and they're pulling the thumbtacks out of you and the barbed wire stuff, the barbed wire is really rough. That barbed wire baseball bat, there's nothing good about that. Jesus. All the time, I thought all that stuff was props. I thought it was, no. I thought it was props too. I'm no. like, there's no way that's real thumbtacks. They got to be plastic. No. No, no way that's real barbed wire. Hit, but when you hit a guy with a barbed wire bat, you're going to hit him one time. And, and once again, it doesn't hurt when you're out there because the adrenaline's flowing, right? When you go back and you've got barbed wire in your head, y'all had to be on more than adrenaline. You had to be on something. There's no way y'all. Went no, I mean they, they didn't stick it. In, the, the, the barbed wire didn't stick in you, but it whacked you. Yeah, when you're full, of, when your adrenaline's running, you'd be surprised. How many medics were backstage? Only what? Medics, ambulances. Oh, they have um, they have two full time doctors. Just two? Mm -hmm. Had to be some cocaine involved, man. Cocaine Just had to be. Not not for me, never. Really? So people just want to tell you, you, you don't teach the kids about cocaine anymore. Back in the 80s, yeah, it was very prevalent. But I don't, I never hear of any cocaine use in, in our business. I'm not, I'm not saying they don't. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it's certainly not done on the premises of the, the wellness policy the WWE has is stricter than, actually, it's probably stricter than the NFL. Wow. And I'm sure Tony has the same thing at AEW. Mm -hmm. They can't afford to have someone, you know, Overdose and die. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like, yeah we Especially can't. kids I mean, watching. Absolutely. Wow. Well, Ric Flair, we appreciate you, boy. Thank you joining Thank you, us. Man. Thank you so much. And, uh, I can't wait till we get a Ric Flair movie, man. I know. Guess what? It's, got, it's, it's coming down. Based off your book? To be a man? No, no. no, no I can't tell you anymore. And I just got the word. The, the writer's strike is over. Wow. Mm -hmm. I can't say anymore. can't say no more. Wow. Can't say anymore. All right. All right. It's, All the, right. it's the Breakfast Club. It's Ric Flair. I want to come back. Yeah, anytime. Please. Anytime. All righty. Thank you. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk sexy red. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we're on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. Now, allegedly, Sexy Red announced on social media that she was pregnant. Now, she posted a picture of her and Scissor. She's holding her stomach. And she says, team boy or team girl at Scissor. So, people are assuming that she's pregnant. So, if she is, congratulations to Sexy Red. Drop a bomb, for No, congratulations to Sexy Red. Is it true or y'all just making up stuff? How y'all know that girl wasn't bloated? How you know her period wasn't on and she was bloated and she just had a nice meal? Because she said team boy or team girl. Yeah, she probably playing with folks. Hey, you want to see the picture? Hey, you look for yourself. Hey, look, look, look. Look. Uh, God bless her. Yeah. She is. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Davido, we got a salute to him. He just announced that he, him and his wife had twins. So, congratulations to him. We have audio of him talking about it. A lot of people that, that those things happen to, you would never want to believe in God ever in your life. I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? But to still have faith, uh, to still be able to do what I love, having a great team around me, and just focusing. You know what I'm saying? And now... It's very we're, special, man. Yeah, now, now, now we're almost at the finish line, and you know what I'm saying? It's a story that I want people to see and, and watch, you know? The, the, just the, going through that tragedy with your son and then having twins, such a blessing in life, no, man. Now, when me and my wife found out, we were shaking, like... Yeah. And it was in the same month. My son passed... 
last year October. Wow. My wife gave birth this year October. So, oh, that's amazing, man. That Sending is that brother healing energy. Absolutely. You know, he lost. He lost his three-year-old son. Was it last year, right? Uh, yeah, yeah last, last year, year, right after his third birthday. If you don't remember, he accidentally drowned in their pool last year. So. Mm. But he just had twins, so congratulations to Davido and his wife. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, we got to salute Floyd Mayweather. Shout to uh, Floyd. Now, Floyd sent his private jet over to Israel with 5,000 pounds of supplies uh, to help everything out there, that, that whatever people needed. So it was uh, stuff for soldiers. It was food. It was water. It was just things for uh, the civilians out there that didn't have any of that. So we got to salute to Floyd Mayweather for that. Hey, a good deed is a good deed. Mm-hmm. Now, Floyd Mayweather said in a statement, I stand with Israel against the Hamas terrorists. Hamas does not represent the people of Palestine, but are a terrorist group that are attacking innocent lives. And I stand for all humans. So, again, salute to uh, Floyd Mayweather. We got some we're going to have some conversations about uh, that situation Tomorrow. this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got we got a couple of folks coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, uh, you know, Vlad posted about. You know, Khaled and, and Drake not talking about what's going on over there. We have audio when when Vlad was actually up here. Drake is the most famous Jewish person on earth, essentially. And Drake, who has a Jewish mother, you know, which by Jewish law makes him Jewish. But not only that, his parents got divorced when he was five years old. And he grew up with his Jewish mother and her Jewish relatives in Forest Hills, which is a Jewish community in Toronto. He had a bar mitzvah. And then when this happens, he doesn't say anything because I think that he doesn't want to potentially affect his record sales. Well, why does he have to say anything? Him or, like, why, why, does, why does him or Khaled have to say anything publicly? They don't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying as, as representatives of these communities, their voices are powerful and they should say something. I can't say he don't feel anything about the situation because he didn't post but he's not, it. But he's not speaking about it. But he's literally writing paragraphs about Joe Budden because his feelings were hurt over album criticisms. Well, Drake's dad, uh, Dennis Graham, spoke to TMZ recently and talked about his son and the criticism. Drake's obviously Jewish. Does this, everything going on in the world, hit really close to home for him? Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure it affects everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just totally ridiculous. It is, it is isn't it? Uh, it's totally ridiculous. Celebrities don't really know how to use their platform right now because it seems like they'll well, get criticized. If you, by yeah, if you say something about this one, you're going to get criticized. Right. And you say if you say something about someone else, you're going to get criticized. So, uh, so sometimes you think uh, better to keep your mouth shut yeah, or stay out of it. Right. You know, like, uh, especially if you're somebody that's well known. Yeah. Uh, but be a celebrity and say something uh, favoring one against the other, and it's going to come back. On you. The key to what uh, Vlad said is they don't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. I highly agree with his father. I said it on Friday, and I will say it again. Who cares what Drake and Khaled have to say at a time like this? All right, Drake says something, and then what? And then what? Like if a statement from Drake or Khaled can stop a conflict that has been going on for seventy-five years, by all means, release a statement. But it's not. Mm -hmm. So what's the point? To make folks feel good? No, oh, yeah, like, absolutely right. Come on, man. Come on. Absolutely right. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Mm. Four after the hour, man, and it hurts me to do this. But I need Desmond Howard to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with him. I don't even know if this is Desmond's fault. I feel like this is the writers of College Game Day on ESPN's fault. But all of them need to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with all of them on this fine Monday morning. All right. We'll okay. get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. 
every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Yeah. It's time for Donkey of the Day. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny shit to say out his mouth. If you gotta say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. Donkey of the Day right here. It's <laughs> the breakfast club, bitches. You can call me the donkey oh. of the day, but like... Oh, my God, man. Donkey of the Day for Monday, October 16th goes to a man that I highly respect. I mean, it actually pains me to have to do this Donkey of the Day because I truly respect this brother. Loved him since he played at the University of Michigan. If he was born in the 1970s like I was, and you remember when he uh, ran back a 93-yard punt return for a touchdown against Ohio State, and then he struck the now legendary Heisman Poles. Yes, I'm talking about the great Desmond Howard. Drop on the clues bombs for Desmond Howard. I really love that brother, man. Mm-hmm. Love his wife, Rebecca. We worked together on the Finding Tamika project. That is the project about uh, Rebecca's niece, Tamika Houston, who went missing in the early 2000s in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'm telling you all this to let you know how much I respect Desmond Howard, okay? I love and respect Desmond Howard more than anyone on College Game Day clearly does. Okay, because you know Desmond works for ESPN College Game Day. I'm sure you see him every Saturday. And this weekend, they were in Seattle for the Oregon versus Washington game, which mm-hmm. featured two of the best quarterbacks in the country, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. Now, Michael Penix Jr. plays for the Washington Huskies. And since the Huskies were the home team, Michael Penix Jr. got a special song written for him in his honor, performed by Desmond Howard. Can we hear this song, please? Every time he takes the field, he's going to bring that big Phoenix energy. He's going to bring that big Phoenix energy. He's going to bring that big Phoenix energy. That's right, Harry. Let's go, baby. (laughs) I've been pronouncing his name wrong. (laughs) No, I think you got it right. (laughs) That's that, baby. Nah, that ain't it, y'all. Okay, now I watch College Game Day. I don't know when they started making Desmond Howard break out in the song. Okay, but for this occasion, College Game Day decided to have Desmond Howard do a custom song made, okay, just for Michael Penix Jr. Can I hear just the chant one more time, please, please? Big Penix Energy! (laughs) I don't know who wrote that for Desmond Howard. 
But Desmond needs to go on strike against those writers. Okay, Desmond, I will organize a strike for you. You got to walk out just to prove a point. Who's on the college game day team, bro? Somebody has to have the wherewithal to simply say no. That's not a good idea. You have to know how that is going to come across when you start chanting big Phoenix energy on national TV. I don't follow the Washington Huskies, so I had no idea who Michael Phoenix Jr. was. So I'm sitting there wondering, why is Desmond Howard on TV chanting about someone's big penis energy? All right. First of all, kids are watching. Second of all, there's two things that may have happened here. You either have older people in the writer's room who are trying to sound cool and relate to the youngins that go to the college who are out there surrounding the college game day broadcast booth. Or you either have younger people in the writer's room telling Desmond, this is how you relate to the younger audience. And I'm here to tell you that in either one of those scenarios, you're both wrong. Desmond Howard is Desmond Howard. Desmond don't need any gimmicks. All right. Desmond don't need any songs. He's a Super Bowl champion, Heisman Trophy winner. He holds the NFL single season record for punt return yardage. He was named the MVP of the damn Super Bowl. Okay. All you got to do is give him a microphone and let him do what he does best. And that's talk football. If y'all was going to jump out the window and have him chant Big Phoenix Energy. Big Phoenix Energy. <laughs> you might as well have showed love to other members of the team. Like that is Dixon, okay? Hmm? He gonna bring that big Dixon energy. Nah, right? The Washington Huskies also got someone on their team named Dylan Johnson. We gonna bring that big Johnson energy. That don't sound right either, huh? Well, neither does big Phoenix energy. Big okay? Phoenix energy. <laughs> I don't even think I could say suck my Phoenix on the radio. No. I couldn't? No. You sure? Mm -mm. I don't think I could say get off my Phoenix. <laughs> could I say you have Phoenix envy? Huh? Huh? Could I say tickle my penis? People at radio stations all over the country are confused right now. They don't know whether to dump me or not because what matters more, the word or the context? In this case, I probably would say both. When the word is that close to the forbidden word and you're using it in this context, nothing good can happen. What do coaches say to him? Imagine a coach saying, Penix, you came hard. Phoenix, Whoa. I love seeing you come in the locker room. Whoa. It excites me. Phoenix, the way you found that hole in the zone coverage. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. Listen, man, once again, I don't know what's worse, okay? The word or the context. All I know is, in this case, you are guaranteed to be donkey today. <laughs> If you use it the way Desmond Howard used it or the way they wrote it for him to be used. Desmond, please give Desmond Howard the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Yeehaw. Well, how did Phoenix play over the weekend? I don't know. I think Phoenix might have put up some numbers. How did he do? What did he do, Mac? Did Phoenix put up any numbers? I don't know. Let me see. Let me look and see what Phoenix has like for. Right, that's a good question. Big Phoenix energy! Hold on. Let me see if he actually did bring that big penis energy. Let's see. He said he's nice with the ball. I heard. Uh, I don't know. What were the stats for Saturday? Who did they play? Phoenix for long. I don't know what his numbers were on Saturday. I got to look that up. Somebody look that up for me. What's Phoenix number? 
on his jersey. Uh, what was Saturday, the 14th? Oh, he had uh, 22, no, 37 attempts, 22 completions, 302 yards. Oh, my God. Four touchdowns and an interception. Oh, yeah, he played great. Oh, he did good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He definitely he bought the big Phoenix Angel. <laughs> he he ball- definitely did. He balled out. Absolutely. He no. balled out. He 100% did. All right. Well, salute to Phoenix. And they won. 36-33. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. BET, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace, BET. Everybody else, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco was having this conversation about uh, the women in Ocho Cinco's life and being able to poop and fart around them. See, like, going mm-hmm. to the bathroom in front of a woman, I'm not, I don't right. do that. I, I don't what? pass gas. No, hell no. No, that's the number one. That's the, Listen, let me tell you what my grandma told me now. Baby, the minute she can use the bathroom and leave the door open, that's the one. She can't do that. Yeah, that ain't gonna that's work the one. for me. This, no, this, that ain't the one. This, 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 that ain't this the one. right here, I knew she was the one. When she fought in the front of me. Oh, oh yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Joe, yeah, I, broke, hey, yeah. I broke up with a girl for doing that. Man, stop playing. You left a girl for that? I swear for God and two white men I did. <laughs> oh, for well, God and two proud, white boy. men I did. No. Oh, Joe, we're in the bathroom. The bathroom right here. Five steps. You mean to tell me you 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 got no, no, I don't do that, Ocho. I can't do that. She, you can't do that in the prison. Uh, she gotta get up and she gotta get up and go out the room. Yeah, no, don't do that. That's disrespectful, man. Stop playing. Oh, you trick. Okay. Ain't enough football to talk about, man. <laughs> a lot to play hey, that. Shannon. Shannon. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Shay, Shay and Ocho Cinco. Ain't, enough, ain't enough football to talk about, hey, man. Hey, a lot to talk about. All right, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Ladies, how long did it take for you to get comfortable farting in front of your man? Man, you should, there should never be a reason to be farting in front of no goddamn body. Period. First of all, I don't fart in my clothes. And I done told y'all that when a man farts in front of another man, that is just a primal way of flirting. I don't see any reason for you to be farting in front of nobody. Farting is like that's some some stuff you're supposed to keep to yourself. Yeah, sometimes you just can't though. Sometimes you got the bubble guts and you're in, in a place in the car, and that's you might you might have to you that's might not hit true. the but you that's might hit the true. little silent that's sneaker. Not we that all is got, true. That's not true. We all got control of our balance. You never hit the silent sneaker. Sometimes you just gotta let it go because your stomach's bubbling. My clothes. That's a lie. I got. I got to tell you the truth. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. How long did it take you to get comfortable farting in front of your man? And ladies, are you comfortable farting or even using a bathroom in front of your man? Let's discuss. For what? Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Why do you got to do any of this in front of anybody? Even little kids, when they got to poop at a certain age, they go walk off. You, they, they go start walking off and hiding in dirt, certain places to handle their business. So why are you doing it in front of people? Let's discuss. If little kids got the wherewithal to do that, why are you doing it in front of people? It's natural. It's natural to poop in front of somebody? No, it's natural to fart. It's natural to it let, let your no, gases it, it, go. It's natural. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's disgusting. It's the reason people don't do that uh, all the time. You might burp. You might burp in front of somebody. You ain't letting out no ass gas just in front of nobody. It's just a little ass gas. No, it's not. It's a little because sometimes you got the bubble guts. Let's somebody discuss. do that in this room. I'm going to HR. <laughs> what are you going to say? I'm going to say that he farted on me. He farted on or you? Or she farted on me. 800-585-1051. Let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about a conversation between Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco. It was about uh, women that they were dating and women farting in front of them. Now, I don't know how they got into this conversation, but they did, and this is what they said. See, like, going mm-hmm. to the bathroom in front of a woman, I'm not, I don't right. do that. I, I don't what? pass gas. No, hell no. No, 
That's the number one. That's a, listen. Let me tell you what my grandma told me. Now, baby, the minute she can use the bathroom and leave the door open, that's the one. She can't do that. Yeah, that ain't that's gonna work the one. For me. This, no, this, that ain't the one. This, this, that ain't this the one right here. I knew she was the one when she fought in the front of me. Oh, oh yeah. no! Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, oh, Joe, yeah, I broke. I, yeah, I broke up with a girl for doing that. Man, stop playing! You left a girl for that? I swear for God and two white men, I did. Oh, um, boy, you you a tough crowd, boy. No, you're a tough crowd, boy. oh, boy, you're, Joe, we're in the Come bathroom. On, the bathroom right there, five right. steps. You mean to tell me you 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 got? No, no, I don't do that, Ocho. I can't um, do that. No, she, you can't do that. In the um, she gotta get up and she gotta get up and go out the room. Go, go don't do that. That's disrespectful, man. Stop playing. Oh, you trick. So let's open up the phone lines, 800-585-1051. We're asking ladies, uh, are you comfortable farting with you, in front of your man or using the bathroom? And when did you get that comfortability? Charlemagne, let's start with you. What, what is the question for me? You've been married a long time or you've been with your wife a long time? Yeah, we don't do that. Like, cause you know, cause we, we, we got, we got coof about ourselves. Like, what reason do I have to fart or poop? In front of somebody You never walked into the bathroom Where, you, where your wife was in the bathroom? Yeah, but she got the door closed In the bathroom Like you walk in the bathroom Then she's in the part Where the toilet is And the door's closed Like And and back in the day When we lived in like You know, one bedroom apartments Or two mm -hmm. bedroom apartments Where, you know There there was no door to the bathroom Like you would just walk in the bathroom I wouldn't go in there When I knew she was in there Pooping Like everything is not meant to be shared And I don't want you Leaving the door open When you pooping Why would you do that? What's the point? To stink up everything? Like, I don't fart in my clothes, so I damn sure don't fart in front of people. I don't see the point. Even little kids, when little kids have to poop, I got, you know, you, you got six kids, I got mm -hmm. four. I got two-year-old at the house now. She's at that age when she got to do her business, she'll creep off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I might go creep off in the pantry somewhere. I'll go hide behind the curtain somewhere in the house to handle her business. So if kids have the wherewithal to do that, why y'all nasty-ass adults don't? Well, I've been with my wife, what, over 30 years? We've been married 22 years. And, I mean, me personally, my wife hates it. I've When I got a fart, I fart. But but listen to what you just said. What? What part you of it? You literally just said your wife hates it. She does. But yet you still do it. You don't have no respect. When I got why gas. Would you, why would you do something that you know she hates? When I got gas, I got gas. But and why would you do something that you know she hates? Because when I got hates? gas, I got to let it go. Well, learn let how to, it go. Uh, well, you're you, you bunky too loose. You know what I'm saying? Too loose. You need to learn. You need to learn how to freaking control it, your bowels. It is. It is what it is. No, and, it's not. It is what it is. And as far as me, my wife, I walk in the bathroom when she's in there. It, you know what I mean? And she probably don't like that either. She don't. She probably she don't like that either, do she? So that's two things you done told us that that that, that your wife don't like about you. you don't, she don't like when you fart in front of her, and she don't like when you walk in the bathroom. But yet you still do it. Why? If I got gas, I got gas. No, but 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 why are you doing things that she don't like? Look on purpose. I, Look, I fought on my kids, man. It's, it's just, it's just me. I, I am that person. I'm like, right. hey, pull a finger. That is me. I, that, I am that dad. I told you last week, farting on people is a felony in fifty states. No, it's not. You're lying. You but I am that dad. You have to register as a sex offender. You keep <laughs> farting on your kids. I'm like, yo, hey, babe. Guess what? What? That is me. I am that father. That's disgusting. I'm gonna put you. I don't hey, see the point. Hey, Madison, can you grab this? What? That is me. That's disgusting. It's all gross. It is what it is. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Kay from Georgia. Hey, Kay. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? How Bless you Black and highly favored. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm great. I'm great. It's a great morning. My first time on the radio, so I'm like nervous and happy at the same time. Well, don't we happy to hear from you. Don't fart on yourself, Kay. Now, tell us, uh, you and your man, have you farted around your man, Kay? Absolutely not. We've been together for 13 years, and I just feel like, I agree with you, Charlamagne. Like, I'm a lady, and... 
that distinguishes me from him. And, you know, if I have to do that, I need to go to the bathroom or be real discreet about it. You never had bubble guts and you just had to let it go? Maybe you're in the car and you got the guts and you just shot it like a little silent? A little silent one? That's Absolutely sw- not. Absolutely not. That is, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't even see the point. Like, I don't even see how people are trying to justify this like there's a reason to do it. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, this is Tika. Tika, turn the radio down, mama. Can you hear me now? I can hear you clearly. Now, we're talking about farting or using the bathroom in front of your man. Talk to us. I think it's natural. He farts, I fart. Like, if we're comfortable enough with each other, so you want to do this thing long term, clearly, you have to hear me fart. I'm going to hear you fart. Or we really not that close. I'm, I'm with you. It is what it is. That don't got nothing to do with being close. Y'all just both nasty. Hey. <laughs> that has no, but you, you have fart. Even if it's in your feet, you're going to fart. You said what? Even if it's in your sleep, you're going to fart. Like, it's just a natural part of our body. Hey, if you fart in your sleep, cool. You know what I'm saying? I sleep naked because I don't fart in my clothes. But if you <laughs> fart in your sleep, I don't have a problem with that. But if you intentionally, purposely, and willfully fart on me or fart near me, that's what, if you're on me? What, if, what if, you know, I'm just next to you, you're not on me. Like, if I sit on him and I fart, I think that's rude. Girl. But if I'm next to you and you pass gas, then, you know, like, it is what it is. Especially you. With all that rice and beans and oxtail and carrot hey, and goat you eat. it is eating. what it is. No, you're not long, lady. It is what it is, man. You eat the good food and pass the gas and live your life. That's right. Ain't nothing wrong with the next one. You home tonight, <laughs> tell him to pull your finger and just lay one on him. <laughs> Let it happen. A dortier. A dortier, that's all you got? That's all you got? The door to you. You don't even know what that means. Nope. Me neither. 800-585-1051. We're asking, do you feel comfortable passing gas around your boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, using a bathroom to do it a number what two? What is the point? Like, what, seriously, all jokes aside, people, why? Like, what is the reason? Nobody uh, likes, I'm telling you, nobody likes that. Oh, my neighbor, uh, Apollonia, would say, do you feel comfortable doo-dooing in front of your, your, your mate? Let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about a conversation between uh, Chad Ochocinco and Shannon Sharp. It was about passing gas in front of your significant other, uh, and this is what they said. See, like, going mm-hmm. to the bathroom in front of a woman, I'm not, I don't right. do that. I, I don't what? pass gas. No, hell no. No. That's the number one. That's a, Listen, let me tell you what my grandma told me now. Baby, the minute she can use the bathroom and leave the door open, that's the one. She can't do that. Yeah, that that's work the one. This, no, this, that ain't this, the one. This, this, that ain't this the one. right here, I knew she was the one. When she fought in the front of me. Oh, oh yeah. no. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I broke up with a girl for doing that. Man, stop playing. You left a girl for that? I swear for God and two white men, I did. Oh, um, boy, you, you a tough crowd, boy. No, oh, oh Joe, we're in the bathroom, the bathroom right there, five right. steps. You mean to tell me you 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 got no no I don't do that, Ocho. I can't do um, that. No, she, you can't do that. In the um, mm. She got to get up and she got to get up and go out the room. Go, go don't do that. That's disrespectful, man. Stop playing. Oh, you trick. So 800-585-1051. We have Miss Michelle on the line. Miss Michelle, good morning. Hey, this is Miss Mitchell. Thank you. Oh, Miss Mitchell. I'm sorry. It's said Michelle. Mitchell. I'm sorry, Miss Mitchell. Talk to us now. Yes, I am totally with. Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp. I had a fiance that insisted that I poop in front of him. Now, I didn't do it, but it was a real big argument. I do not believe in passing gas in front of my man. I do not believe in pooping in front of my man. 
Now, he felt like it was a trust issue, but I don't have a trust issue. I just don't. I was raised that way. I don't want to do that. So, Ocho, he feels like his grandmother told him to do whatever. Um, no, that's not me. Okay. Thank you, buddy. I understand. I, can, I, can I say one more thing? Yes, uh, yes. Yes, I want to, just like you just said, Charlamagne and Donkey of the Day, um, children watch certain things. And the same thing with you guys going back and forth with your big D energy every day and talking about spitting in my mouth. My children hear that too. And I'm asking, please, guys, can you tone it down? I know y'all grown and I know we can turn down the radio, but I don't want to turn down the radio. I want to be able to listen to everything. But it's just getting out of control talking about y'all penis every single day. You right. But who said, I, who does that? You said plenty of times spitting in my mouth. Like, I, I never say anything about spitting in my nobody's mouth. <laughs> no, that was that was that was from the Young Thug conversation when they were trying to sneak Young Thug something. I know what you're talking about, Mama. Yeah, but please, I, I I've been doing this for 13 years. I want to keep. Thank right. you very much. You got it. I ain't on the radio talking to nobody spitting my no, mouth. No, because y'all be going too far. I was talking about something. That, never mind. What are you talking about? Never mind. It was, remember when Young Thug's dude tried to throw him something? And I was like, if you're going to throw it to me, I'd rather you just spit, kiss me, spit my... Uh, never mind. Never mind. So it's you. No, it wasn't me. Ah, uh, maybe it was me. Mike, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, Mike, good morning. We're talking about uh, your significant other, uh, I guess, passing gas in front of you. Okay. No, I'm saying how I feel about that is, if it's just y'all two in the room, and y'all she's just waking up, cool, because my girl do it sometimes, or use the bathroom with the door open, but if y'all out and about, or if it's like a consistent thing all the time, and it's like, nah, nah, that ain't that ain't it. Okay, thank you. I'm reading this article right now in the Huffington Post, and it's about how it said the headline is what marriage experts think about couples who fart in front of each other. And it says that, um, you know, couples passing, a therapist named Kurt Smith who specializes in counseling men said that while couples passing gas in front of each other can be a sign of acceptance and maturity in a relationship, it can also be a selfish or inconsiderate act in some cases Especially if your partner is if your partner is constantly farting and you tell him or her that it's making you uncomfortable or even sick to your stomach. If your partner doesn't at least try to respect your wishes, that may be a bad sign. Rashawn. Hi, Leonard. Hello, who's this? This is Amanda. Hey Amanda, good morning. Talk to us, Amanda. You farting in front of your man? I don't have a man. Oh. But when I had a husband, he used to think it was fing disgusting, but he would laugh all the time he did it. He laughed until he divorced your ass. He got tired of you. He got tired no, of you and your flatulence. You said what? I divorced him. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But you didn't like him farting on you? No, I didn't fart on him. He just didn't like farting around him. N- nobody it likes cool that. when a guy would do it. Like it's your- all right when men do it, but when women do it, we're disgusting. We all have gas that we have to release. I it's cool ne- when they do it when it's problem when I do it. Okay, but I don't do it. I would I don't do that in yeah. front of people. I'm not farting in front. I don't fart in front of nobody because I don't fart in my clothes. Number one, but I damn sure wouldn't fart in front of my wife. Like why would I do that? And by the way, if one slips out by accident, you know what I'm saying? Loose you know what I mean? Or, or you think it's gonna be silent and it stinks? I understand that. You just say excuse me and keep it moving. You know what I mean? But just to let them rip. All in front of your partner? For oh, you what? can always do what my ex-husband does. He has a little trick. He sprays his ass cologne before he farts, so it smells like cologne. <laughs> you broke... What wh- wh- God, I have our son sitting right here. He can vouch for it. He was spraying cologne in his butthole? She said... How can yep. your son vouch he for it? So he fart, he... it'll smell like cologne. So when do you find out about his boyfriend? What? Huh? Try to smell his ass after he farted. When you when you when you when you find out about his boyfriend? I don't need a boyfriend. Oh, okay, okay. But but thank you for. I'm calling. focusing on my children. 
Okay. No, husband. I said, what, your husband's boyfriend? Did your husband have a boyfriend? Is that why you divorced him? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he was okay. he he was too controlling. Oh, got you. All right, well, thank you for calling. Yeah, if you spray cologne in your butthole, that is a sign of being a controlling person because you're trying to control things that are out of your control. You know what I mean? Farts are supposed to stink, all right? Because if there was actual butthole cologne, somebody would have made that a long time ago. That's crazy when you think about it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it's, it's so much cologne and fragrances for other parts of your body, but ain't no cologne for your butthole, or is it? Let me see. Let me Google butthole cologne. I know guys out there thinking right now, like, I wonder if that works. If I spray a little cologne and I pass gas, will that come out smelling like whatever? Ooh, they have a they have a oh, something called like anal. That. that what? UFO Perfumes has a cologne called anal. It says anal is a serious scent. It's very strong with extra strong silage and longevity. The wild harvested plumeria from India and substantially harvested agar wood from Vietnam give the scent an utterly decadent base that twists twist around notes of latex and musk. Yeah, I don't want my butthole smelling like latex and musk. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story? Moral of the story is don't be farting around people. That's disrespectful, man. Ain't no need to be farting around nobody and ain't no need to be pooping around nobody. There's that. All the conversations can wait. I'm in the bathroom pooping. You can wait till I get out. Like, cut it out. Stop it, y'all. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the breakfast club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. I just want to add this. Shout to our producers, a.k.a. the Fart Committee. They just gave me this paperwork and it says, uh, a teenage girl died after holding in farts during a school dance. She was 16 years old. Campbell died while attending a school dance and the county coroner is claiming she was holding in a bad case of, I guess, having to move her bowels. I, I'm sure I'm sure it was more than that. A, Bra a Brazilian influencer ends up in a wheelchair from holding in her farts. And lastly, a 19-year-old had to be hospitalized after her refusal to fart around her boyfriend for two years allegedly caused her appendix to burst. And also, too, nobody's telling you to uh, hold in your farts. We're telling you to walk away. Go to the bathroom. Same way when you got to pee or you got to doo-doo, you go to the bathroom or walk off to the side and let one rip. Once again, little kids can do it. So why can't your big, nasty, grown ass? You ever seen a little one year? You got you know envy them little kids, one or two year old. They go mm -hmm. walk away. Mm -hmm. They go in the pantry. My daughter does now, and they tell you, oh, you know, she, she, she they wanted their privacy. You know why they do they number two? Why? So why you got to do it all in front of people? It's a little gas, man. All right, all right. Well, let's jump into Drake now. Drake's six year old son. It looks like he's following his dad's footsteps because he did a freestyle the other day, and the freestyle is called "My Man." You know which one you want. I don't care which one you want. You can take whatever I don't care what you do I will wear your washing for you This is the only I want You will watch it yourself after If you get them dirty, I don't Now don't talk to my man like that I like it when you like it My, 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 my man My, 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 my man Drop on the clues bombs for nepotism. <laughs> that beat hard. Beat tough. You know, the beat is hard, you know, but it is nepotism. Because mm -hmm. if that was not uh, Drake's son, y'all would not be paying that no attention. No. Okay, this plan. I know, I, I know a lot of rappers out there who kids be rapping. Y'all don't pay no attention. Because <laughs> y'all don't pay attention to the father's raps either. Okay? But when it comes to Drake, here you go. There you go. All right, now, uh, Blueface. Yesterday, Blueface's mom, her name is Carlissa. 
She uh, put her butt cheeks on social media. Now, she posted a picture of her butt in the mirror while sticking her tongue out. Uh, shortly after the picture went up, it came right down. So she said, I promise I did not moon y'all for clout. Hell, my daddy just called me about seeing my old rusty ass. That was an accident sent to my husband. Y'all ain't worth my ass for clout. Well, Blueface tweeted, oh, old lady booty cheeks. And his mom's mom re- responded. Now, I said it was an accident. But it looked better than that one you spent your life savings on. So they went Damn. back and forth about Damn. <laughs> their booty cheeks. Jesus Christ. Damn, mama. Yeah, so so that was that. Now, uh, Miss Universe uh, will have two transgender contestants for the first time. Now, this year's Miss Universe pageant will have at least two trans- transgender contestants, Marina and Ricky. Uh, one will represent Portugal. The other will represent uh, Netherlands. It will be the 72nd Miss Universe competition, and it will be in El Salvador. So that will happen. And that is your rumor report. All right. Now, also, I got a salute to Ric Flair for joining us this morning. Shout out to the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, for stopping by. And if you missed any of the interview, any of the interview, you can see the full interview or check out the full interview if you, uh, if full interview on the free iHeartRadio app. All right. So, again, if you want to check out that full interview, all you got to do is check out our iHeartRadio app. And I want to salute our good sister, uh, you know, Jess Hilarious. She just announced, up, Jess? She just announced a uh, pop-up comedy event. Uh, with her and Desi Alexander, it's happening in uh, Detroit. Detroit, I think. yep, Detroit. Yeah, November seventh, eighth, and 9th. So you can go to JessHilariousOfficial dot com to get tickets for that. It's six shows uh, at seven and nine thirty. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex boyfriend Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. 
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. November 7th, 8th, and 9th. Okay, Just Hilarious with the good brother Desi Alexander. So go to JustHilariousOfficial.com and uh, get tickets for that. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, salute to uh, Ric Flair for joining us this morning. Yeah, salute to Ric Flair, man, the icon living. That's one of those ones that, you know, it's, it's, it's just great to be able to say that you did. To say, to say Ric Flair was on The Breakfast Club. Come on now. Come on now. 
Add that one to the archives. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, if you want to check out that full interview, you can hit up the free iHeartRadio app and you can download it for free. So definitely check it out. Now, when we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, your kids got all their um, Halloween costumes yet? Uh, I started seeing stuff coming this weekend. I saw a Freddy Krueger glove coming this weekend. Mm. Uh, last week, we went to... Um, What's that place called? Spirit. Spirit. Mm-hmm. Spirit. Because one of my daughters wanted to be uh, Wednesday Adams, so we got that from there. So, yeah, things are coming in slowly but surely. Yeah, I, I think my kids got their stuff as well. What you going to be for Halloween? You ain't decide? I think I'm going to be you. You you can't be me. No, Just can't get I? that out of your head. You know what I mean? Even with a costume, you could never be me. It's easy. Right? Ugly and bald head. That's Well. It's easy. If that's how you feel about me. But mm-hmm. you know the reality is you could never be me because you light-skinned. Mm-hmm. You light-skinned and you sensitive. You know what that mean? Okay. What that mean? You light skinned and you sensitive. What that mean? You know who I'm gonna be for Halloween? <laughs> no, I don't want to know. <laughs> ask me who I'm gonna be for. I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing. With you you want to ask right. me? You got a positive note? Nope. I'm not playing this game with the you. The positive note is easy, man. <laughs> the positive note is this: changes start from within. Not by moving to Atlanta or Houston or Charlotte. You are gonna have to do some internal work on your goddamn self. You can't run from yourself. Okay. Have a blessed day. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. 
Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.